everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And today we have some guests with us. So I'm going to let you, uh, each of you introduce yourself for the people who are watching and listening. I'm Command Sergeant Major Hooten. I'm the 125th Cyber Protection Battalion Command Sergeant Major and also the ACFT H2F Project NCO. And hi, uh, my name is Dan Bornstein. I'm a professor at the Citadel. I'm a professor in our Department of Health and Human Performance, and I'm also the director of the Citadel's Center for Performance, Readiness, Resiliency, and Recovery, abbreviated CPR3. Wow, that is a long title to have. It's, it's a long one. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to remember all that. But um, so both of you mentioned fitness. So that's basically what we're here to talk about today is um, oh, we have a lot going on with the new ACFT and all these different fitness programs. So if you could just explain a little bit about why you guys are here and the programs that you're here to talk about. So when we talk about Army modernization, everybody thinks about equipment, but it's more about the soldier and how can we make this soldier um, better uh, fitness-wise, uh, mentally resilient, and everything is focused on the soldier, and that's part of the tag's priorities of soldier being ready, uh, readiness in the unit, and also partnerships. And so we wanted to uh, talk about the ACFT, where we're at in the South Carolina Army National Guard with ACFT, uh, where we're at uh, in the big Army with the ACFT, uh, as of October 2020, and also moving into um, holistic health and fitness. Okay. And, sir, I know that you're... Yeah, I would, I would just say that uh, I think part of the reason I'm here is, is, to, is to discuss some uh, opportunities for the Citadel and the Guard to partner on this idea of fitness. And, and I would just say that fitness is being much more broadly defined, uh, particularly as you see it in H2F, it's holistic health and fitness. And oftentimes we think of fitness as just being physical. And certainly the ACFT, <laughs> for anybody who's <laughs> taken it, they know it's a pretty darn tough assessment of physical fitness. But just because you're physically fit, and, and that in and of itself is a challenge, uh, does not necessarily mean you're ready and and that you're optimally ready so there's there's a mental and spiritual and cognitive element of fitness that h2f is trying to address uh and it's and it's wise to address those things and it's those things that we've been also thinking about the citadel so we've identified some solutions uh that, that we think are going to help the army help h2f and and first and foremost help the south carolina army national guard to be optimally ready to to do the task Okay. So before we go into the H2F, I want to go back to what Sergeant Major was saying with, um, I guess, statistics and stuff on where we're at with the ACFT and um, changes. Or what, Can you elaborate more on what's going sure. on with that? This past weekend at IDT, I saw uh, soldiers of the cyber, cyber Battalion take the ACFT, and I think they really enjoyed it because there's a lot more cooperative experience uh, in the ACFT, everybody's cheering each other on. There's a little bit of competitive uh, experience going on. And it's just more than doing push-ups, sit-ups, and two-mile run. You're actually um, doing more functional fitness um, during the ACFT, what you would see in your warrior task. 
and the soldiers really enjoying that kind of getting back to basics, learning um, some new fitness um, techniques, uh, NCOs coaching uh, soldiers, uh, graders coaching soldiers how to do the ACFT, and, and they really seem to enjoy the, um, going through the events. Uh, there's a lot of uh, material that is out there to help soldiers and units in the ACFT, and I would refer them to uh, usarmy.mils backslash ACFT. There's uh, um, YouTube videos. There's a lot of great information about uh, how you perform uh, the events, um, the techniques, safety precautions, and that's what we want to do is make sure the soldier gets through ACFT safely. Uh, in the, uh, October of 2020, uh, we're fully uh, into the ACFT mode. So the only soldiers that are going to do the APFT are the soldiers that, uh, are red flagged. Basically they need to pass the APFT so they can move forward in their career and they will uh, move on to the ACFT. Now, right now, what we're seeing is uh, ACFT familiarization in the Army National Guard, taking a diagnostic test and getting ready for that record test um, that the soldiers will need to perform. Uh, the APFT, that test is good um, all the way up till March, the end of March of 2022. Okay. Um, and the ACFT, Army Combat Fitness Test, the uh, diagnostic test, none of that uh, information uh, that's on that test, that scorecard, can be used against the soldier um, in order for them to, uh, for their military education, uh, to further their career. So none of that, everything's right now is being used for data. And that data is a, a baseline where the ACFT will evolve um, right now. Uh, you saw where uh, the leg tuck. Now there's a new uh, uh, alternate event, the plank. So the uh, soldier has to uh, try a, a leg tuck, and if they can't complete a leg tuck, they'll go to a two-minute plank. So there's different things that it involves uh, in the ACFT. Right now, the Army wants us to be at the gold standard. And what is the gold standard? So the soldiers need to know what the gold standard is, and if that's the max deadlift, they have to uh, – deadlift 140 pounds uh, standing power ball throw they have to throw the ball 4.5 meters uh, they have to do uh, 10 push-ups hand release push-ups and they have to uh, do the uh, run in 21 minutes the time on the sprint drag carries about three minutes that they have to perform so all that is doable and then we able be able to need to we need to be able to teach our soldiers how to do these uh, events correctly. So that's where we are at the baseline as far as ACFT. And, again, this test is going to be evolving over the years. Uh, it'll be – right now we're at 2.0, and it's just going to be just like technology. You know, um, you get a new iPhone or, or computer from years to years, the ACFT, based upon that data, what soldiers are doing, it's going to be evolving, and that's going to help a soldier. Mm -hmm. I like that you mentioned that I recently just finally did a diagnostic and I was I was excited and nervous because I didn't know what to expect and going from just doing three events to doing all these other events I was like oh, I don't I don't know how it's going to play out but it wasn't as bad as I thought 
definitely still cannot do a leg tuck, but I tried the two minute plank. That was brutal. Like, (laughs) but I did it. (laughs) And then that kind of carried over into my run. So, I mean, I think if you start preparing now and we've been talking about this for several months now and it's still in a diagnostic period. So like we've been encouraging everybody at least try it. Don't run away from it. Like try it to see where you're at because then you can see where you can improve on. Um, But I think that just because we've had so much change this past year and all these new changes coming up, people are like, they're getting anxious about it, but definitely having you guys come in and talk about it in these different programs and the statistics and stuff helps. So that brings me into wanting to talk back about the H2F. Like, where did that start? How did it evolve? And where's it at now with the guard and what you guys do down at the Citadel? Well, you know, I think the the H2F, and and I'll let Sergeant Major Hooten talk about it in terms of its relationship to the the guard, but it's really a, uh, you know, stands for holistic health and fitness. And Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, DOD several years ago came up with uh, their model called Total Force Fitness. Uh, and essentially what, what that and what, what H2F reflect is the idea that being physically fit is important. Uh, and, and, the, and the ACFT is a new assessment of physical fitness. Um, and so the ACFT in, in and of itself is a, is a new assessment, a new way to test physical fitness. And, and it's a broader series of tests. And so, frankly, some of the good news is uh, if you're somebody who maybe loves lifting weights but doesn't love running, well, there are some elements of the ACFT that are going to be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, it is a much better representation of the physiological demands of a, of a warfighter than uh, the old APFT. Uh, but H2F also goes beyond just physical fitness to consider the mental, cognitive, behavioral, spiritual fitness needs of, of the soldier. And uh, those are unique and those need to be addressed. And so the H2F program is designed to help bring together a team of experts, M- much like we've seen in the, in the, in the soft units for the, for the past several decades, right? You've got a dietitian, a physical therapist, a strength coach, uh, a behavioral therapist, a cognitive performer. They're all there working with those special operators to help make sure they're ready to go. Uh, and essentially what H2F is, is an effort to diffuse that level of expertise down across the entire army and the guard. Uh, so what we've done at the Citadel is, is create a, a center that's designed to help support that effort uh, in, in a couple different ways. And we can talk a little bit more about those later, uh, but I'll let Sergeant Major Hooten talk about H2F as it relates to the, to the guard. To me, uh, H2F is all about soldier readiness. And again, that's the TAG's priorities, um, soldiers. Uh, readiness, and then partnering. Uh, there's five domains in uh, H2F, and that's your physical readiness, mental readiness, uh, nutritional readiness, sleep readiness, and your spiritual readiness. Uh, and so as soldiers, we have to prioritize, and it's hard to prioritize with today's life as of, you know, an M-Day soldier, um, having a family, having a job, uh, but we have to prioritize so we can be uh, physically ready, mentally ready, spiritually ready, and, and get that nutritional um, value, that sleep that we need to have 
um, in order to be functionally ready, to be that, uh, that warrior athlete. And uh, to me, it's, it's, it's part of the Army's modernization. Uh, when you think of H2F in the active Army, it's going to look a little bit different from what we see in the National Guard. At the, in the active Army, they're working towards uh, soldier uh, readiness performance centers where they'll have uh, their nutritionists, they'll have therapists, they'll have strength coaches all at one facility. Well, it's going to, be, it's going to look a little bit different with the Guard. And here, uh, we already have soldier member and family care. And so we have that footprint in our regions, in our congressional districts already there. But how do we bolster up, you know, what H2F looks like in the Guard and add to uh, soldier member and family care? And the Citadel is an excellent uh, resource. Uh, what Dr. Borenstein is doing at the Citadel, we would be uh, uh, negligent in our uh, – what we need to do in order to plan for H2F if we didn't engage in a partnership with the Citadel, if we didn't uh, uh, look at some of the programs that he's got going on at the Citadel uh, and, and, and get some of our um, green suitors engaged in what he has uh, going on at the Citadel in order to uh, bolster up um, what the Guard looks like and will look like with H2F in it. And I, I would just add to that, just to, you know, just generally contextualize the problem. We were talking off air about some research that we did at the Citadel with, with the big army uh, a couple of years ago, where, where we looked at uh, the, the fitness levels and the injury rates of army recruits uh, upon showing up at basic training based upon the state that they were recruited from, right? And we, we, we know in the South... Right. We're not called the stroke belt for nothing, right? I mean, we, we know that we have some of the highest rates of diabetes, heart disease, stroke, uh, cancers, and so on. Um, so I had this hunch that I talked with the Army about. I said, you know, I, I have this hunch that, that maybe recruits coming out of the South may be less physically fit and more likely to, to, to sustain a musculoskeletal or training-related injury during BCT, basic combat training. Uh, so we, we did that study, and in fact, uh, that that hypothesis held true, that South Carolina was among a cluster of southern states from which the recruits were significantly less physically fit and significantly more likely to get injured. And that's when the Citadel decided, okay, so obviously we suck, right? We're part of the problem. Let's be the solution to the problem. Let's create a center that is going to have programs, academic programs, research programs, community engagement programs that are going to actually help the state of South Carolina lead the way in being the solution to the problem as opposed to being the problem. Okay. And so how would, um, how would you implement uh, this program with recruits and all that to fix this? <laughs> it's a good, that's a good question. Um, it really takes it, it bottom line it's, is it's education. Um, mm -hmm. You can't be expect to be a subject matter expert without studying the subject matter. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the legs of the stool of, of this CPR3 is academic programs. So we've created basically three avenues through which somebody can become a subject matter expert. So if, if you're a guard member, for example, who doesn't have a bachelor's degree, but you've always wanted a bachelor's degree, uh, the Citadel now has, has an online Bachelor's of Science in Tactical Strength and Conditioning. 
So you can come into that program, study basically at your own pace, and you can graduate from the Citadel without ever having to set foot on campus if you don't want to, uh, with a Bachelor's of Science in Tactical Strength and Conditioning, and potentially be lined up for uh, when we talk about H2F in the in the big army, uh, you know, there, there's the talk about H, uh, of, of tactical strength and conditioning coach becoming a primary MOS. So, so this potentially puts you on a pathway to that, or maybe you want to open up your own business, and maybe you want to be a tactical strength and conditioning coach, working with other guard members or law enforcement or firefighters or just general members of the population, helping them to be at their best. So that's one avenue. Another avenue is if you already have a bachelor's degree, but maybe you're passionate about fitness and maybe you're an MFT, maybe you've gone through the MFT school and you want to take this next step in becoming a real subject matter expert in tactical performance and resiliency, we have an online graduate certificate in tactical performance and resiliency where we we dive pretty deeply into not just the physiological side of preparing the warfighter or the crime fighter or firefighter, uh, but also some of the mental and spiritual aspects of what it means to be ready, just as Sergeant Major Hooten was talking about earlier. And then really the, 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 the most challenging program we have is actual master's degree. We have a master's of science in tactical performance and resiliency. And for that, you do have to be on campus. Um, and in that program, we, we would expect our, our graduates, and it's a relatively new program, so we don't have any graduates yet. We're going to have our first crop of graduates uh, coming up this year. But those are going to be people who will be at the tip of the spear in terms of leading the future of implementation of holistic health and fitness, being that tactical strength and conditioning coach who's part of that H2F team. Um, and I would say graduates of the, of the graduate certificate program may also be, depending upon what they're coming in with, if they're coming in with a bachelor's degree, maybe in an exercise science related field, or maybe they're a CrossFitter and they've got a, a good amount of, of, of exercise experience already, they're going to get that extra set of, of, of KSAs, knowledge, skills, and abilities that are going to allow them to, uh, to be that SME for their unit and maybe even create a, a new career path for themselves outside of the guard. Okay. Awesome. One of the things that I saw uh, going through uh, some army schools, I went through master fitness trainer, fat fitness trainer. And once you get that certificate, there's no other professional development or continuing education that you can get unless you get it on your own. And uh, the Citadel is a performance hub. Uh, what Dr. Borenstein has is a, is a performance hub. If you want to, if you're a MRT, if you're a MFT, and you want to continue your education, if you want to get some online training, uh, if you want to get some hands-on experience, uh, he, he's got a great program. And so we as guards, men and women, need to tap into that avenue. It's, it's right there in our backyard and um, be on the forefront, what I call uh, his center is on the forefront. It's the tip of the spear of the, for the tactical athlete. And I think, I think it may be important to, to, to clarify what that term tactical athlete means, right? And, and, and we think about sport athletes all the time. We know that football players and soccer players and track athletes and so on, they have a unique set of physiological demands that, are, that they need to call upon in order to perform at a high level. And even, even within the sport of football, for example, 
the way in which you're going to condition a lineman is very different from how you're going to condition a running back or a wide receiver. And tactical athletes uh, have their own unique set of physiological demands. So somebody might say, well, why wouldn't I just go get a personal training certification? And, and the answer is, well, well you could. And, and you would have some, some baseline KSAs. But what's really important, particularly in the military, is getting buy-in. And one of the ways you get buy-in is being able to really explain the why behind the what. So if you got a slow runtime and somebody just says, well, go run more, that may not be the answer, right? So if you've got, uh, Sergeant Major and I were talking about this earlier, if, if your runtime is slow because you have a, a kind of messed up gait, right? In other words, your feet are flopping to the side or your arms are flopping to the side, your heart and lungs may be working just fine, but there may be some underlying musculoskeletal condition that needs to be cleaned up. And so the answer isn't run more. It's actually, let's maybe improve some flexibility. Let's improve your strength in certain areas. And that's knowing the why behind the what. And the only way to get there is through some in-depth education. And, and that's what we've developed through our programs at the Citadel. And, and, and they're the only ones right now of their kind in the world. So Guard members have an opportunity to, to educate themselves in, an, in a field that is about to explode and from an institution that's in their backyard and with a degree or certificate that's the only one of its kind in the world. Hmm. So is this something that, I mean, clearly it's already implemented, but is there guards members already participating in this or what does that look like? Uh, so yes and no. We actually have, <laughs> we're, we're about to graduate uh, a member of the Washington uh, oh, okay. National Guard, uh, uh, Captain Ben Seams, who's been one of our, our star students. Uh, so that just gives you a sense of, you know, because of the online nature of it, it's accessible from anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we we uh, don't have any Guard members currently in our graduate certificate program. But frankly, I would say that this is a call to action. I would right. say if you're somebody who, who maybe already has a bachelor's degree and this is something that, that you think you want to pursue and you really want to know the why behind the what, you want to help uh, protect and serve uh, those that you're standing beside and protecting and serving this state and, our, and, and nation, well, then you're a really good candidate for our program. And uh, you can come back into your unit and be that SME and be that leader for helping people pass the ACFT and helping implement H2F uh, within the state of South Carolina and, and helping South Carolina really start to lead the way. So right now, Washington's ahead <laughs> by one. And, uh, and, and we got we to do a little bit more in South Carolina. Okay. Is there anything else that we might not have touched on that you wanted to um, tell everybody? Just the leaders and the soldiers need to get their hands on FM 7-22. It, it came out, the, the new version, in October of 2020. It's all about holistic health and fitness. It's uh, your baseline for functional fitness, uh, where the Army is moving to. And uh, I would encourage uh, the soldiers and the leaders to uh, you know, be enthused about this. It's evolving. Mm -hmm. This is going to keep evolving. And like I said, uh, the SEAL is on the tip of the spear of this, and I'm just excited about, you know, the uh, potential for partnerships um, with COVID, we've got a lot of remote learning, a lot of online learning. So I, I, I think hopefully out there, there's going to be uh, examples where we'll have uh, 
soldiers that are in the Second Army National Guard that will start to look at these type of programs and, and get involved uh, with continuing their education. And what better, you know, school would you want to go to in South Carolina that's going to develop you uh, to be mentally and physically uh, ready uh, to be that citizen soldier, that first responder? Uh, there's a lot of firefighters that are in South Carolina Army National Guard. There's a lot of law enforcement that are in South Carolina Army National Guard. And uh, what better opportunity uh, to uh, make yourself better um, in the Guard and in your profession than that, uh, the Citadel? Yeah. Is there anything else, sir, that you would like to? I would just say that, you know, if anybody's got questions, they can contact me. I'm, I'm an open book. Uh, so just reach out. And, and get in touch with me. Be happy to chat with you uh, about about our programs and, and and most importantly about helping helping you get to where you want to go uh, professionally and personally. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate both of you stopping by today to talk to us about this. Definitely want to get this out to everybody that's in the South Carolina National Guard and get feedback. Leave us some comments if there's any other topics or questions that you may have about the program that we didn't touch bases on. And of course, we would love to have you. Um, both back in the near future to talk more about it and maybe things that have changed and things that are evolving with it. But thank you for coming and seeing us today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. And maybe next time we come back, we'll have somebody who's a guard member who's a student yes. in the program, and they're talking about how awesome it is. Hopefully they'll talk about how awesome it is. Yes, that would be awesome. Yes, and if anyone, uh, a leader or a soldier, needs uh, assistant or reach back for the ACFT or H2F, I'm available um, james.g um, that's my email um, and also my cell number is 803-609-7117 just reach out to me anytime awesome again thank you guys for stopping by um, if you like this video make sure you give it a big thumbs up if you haven't subscribed to our channel make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode